It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, boys down with the traitor, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of freedom. Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our discussion with Thomas Cole, candidate for Congress, and earlier with Senator Brian Dahl, all the way from Reading. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the show before we get into our second hour. I'm Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate and their estate plans. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases. It has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional city ordinances and state statutes. And it has also been my honor to represent both Republican candidates and the Democratic Party in proceedings. I represent farming, industrial, and commercial landowners in real estate matters, and I have served the Superior Court repeatedly as special master. On slow county public policy and the law, office holders, candidates, lawyers, journalists, activists, and even business folks inform you about policies shaping your lives. That focus brings folks with differing points of view, without being attacked, to tell you about how they think your community can be improved, even if I or station management disagree with a guest's ideas. Last week, I spoke with Victor and Debbie Early and Debbie Peterson about the campaign to recall Grover Beach Mayor Bright and Council Members Zach Zimmerman and Daniel Rushing. And we also heard from Eric Vitale, a senior district attorney's investigator, about impersonators selling people's real estate through fraud. If you missed those interviews, you can log on to knews985.com. That's K-N-E-W-S 985.com, where you can find the podcasts. And if you don't see the particular show you're interested in on the face page, just scroll on down. There's a link to all the shows from the beginning of time. And if you scroll a little farther, there is actually a link to the county grand jury website where you can apply to be a grand juror before April 12th. If you have 20 hours of time a week to contribute to your community, and the law says you have to be able to speak English, You can apply and make your county, city, and community a better place for people to live. Now, it is a real privilege to talk with two bankers about community banking. But before I get into that, I want to give you a little news, folks. We actually found out today that... San Luis Obispo's city manager, who's uh, developed unavoidable conflicts over the last four months to come into this show and talk about what the city is doing for its residents, Uh, well, he developed a pure unavoidable conflict. I got notified that he is transitioning, that's the word that was used, to Marin County. So if you're interested in being a city manager and you've got the chops... 
you're going to have a chance to apply to the city of San Luis very soon. Now, as I said, it's my honor and privilege to be able to welcome two bankers to the show. You're our first bankers. We have Mary Sansoni and Thomas Anderson, who goes by T.A. because I think he used to be a rap singer. Uh, No, that's a joke. They are from First Capital Bank, and they're here to talk about community banking and how it differs from big banks and how it differs from federal credit unions and I suppose savings banks. Those are still around. So welcome to the show, Mary, T.A. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So how, how long have the two of you been in banking? I think it's uh, 36 years for me. All right. And 25 years for myself. So uh, 56 years total Yep. together. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, um, First Capital Bank, I, where, where is that located? So we have one branch here in San Luis Obispo. It's down on Higuera Street. The bank is headquartered in Salinas. Uh-huh. We have a branch in Salinas, Monterey, King City, and here in San Luis Obispo. So we cover quite an extensive territory on the Central Coast, kind of from south of San Jose down to Santa Barbara. And, and uh, you said that this is a community bank. How do, how's that different from the other kinds of banks? Community banks are, are typically smaller, and they're really designed to um, service the needs of the community in particular versus your big box banks. Okay. And what kinds of services do you provide that are uh, different for the community? Our focus really is on business owners. Uh-huh. We are a commercial bank, so we we really don't do hardly any consumer type financing or banking. So TA, you're not you're not uh, doing home loans, it sounds like. Correct. Correct. You're, you're doing commercial lending to businesses. Uh, farmers, uh, yep. ranchers, yep. vintners. Yep. Okay. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Agave. Uh, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> te- tequila think, tequila yeah. manufacturers. The bottom line is we have the ability to really look at anything and consider pretty much anything in terms of type and dollar amount. We can go from very low to very high. And which is different from a lot of the big banks who have a specific box that they can operate within. Okay. So we have that ability to be a little more flexible. Okay. And, and so um, you're able to look at things and circumstances that a business has and, and uh, markets that a business has that are kind of unusual and that a big bank would never consider. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. So I, I, I think the thing that is so in, exciting about what we do versus a, a standard kind of boilerplate is every business we look at is, is different. They all have their unique um, characteristics and, and circumstances that they're dealing with. So we really get to dive into that and learn more about it. Now, uh, you know, there's a tremendous variety in the kinds of businesses that... Uh, Exist. I mean, everything from commercial fishing mm-hmm. to uh, you know some of the agricultural businesses that we we're talking about, but service businesses. Uh, you know, I I see signs around that uh, you know please please call this number to get somebody to come clean your business or to clean your home or wash your windows. Uh, are, 
you extend to those kinds of businesses? Absolutely. Hmm. And what do you look for in the way of, uh, well, circumstances that make you feel like it's comfortable to make a loan? So we look at a lot of different things, especially in the smaller businesses. We offer SBA guaranteed loans, and we also work with California state guarantee programs. So if the business is new or maybe not quite to the level that it's projected to become, we can use those guarantee programs to assist us in providing financing to those companies that might not otherwise be financeable on a conventional basis. Well, Mary, uh, that raises a question, and this is my ignorance, but I know listeners are going to be interested too. Uh, I I know what an SBA loan is. Mm-hmm. That's pretty uh, common historically. But what's the California guaranteed loans that you're talking about? So the state of California also has a guarantee program. It's offered through an agency. Well, CDC is what it's called, um, California Development Companies. Okay. And so they work with the state to obtain the guarantees, and they also work with the lenders on our side. And so what happens is the lender actually puts together structures, the loan, and then the CDC comes in and partners with the bank. And if something doesn't go as planned, then the bank is protected by that guarantee. So the Hmm. bank might not otherwise make that loan to the business, but with that assistance, it will look at that and hopefully everything goes well. I know in my experience, typically they do go well, but just in case there's that backup, just like the SBA provides a backup from the federal level. Now are the CDC guaranteed loans, these state loans, mm-hmm. or state guarantees, are, are they specific for certain kinds of businesses, specific to certain areas uh, that may be depressed? Uh, how does that work? So there's a whole plethora of different types of guaranteed loans. So, okay. So uh, Mary just talked about California development companies as well as SBA. There's also USDA that offers a guarantee program. And oh, yes. There's always, it seems, a program that will fit a different industry. Uh-huh. Um, some are, are all-encompassing. Um, others have, you know, exclusionary knockouts or whatever for whatever particular reason. Great term, isn't it, Joe? Exclusionary knockout. <laughs> <laughs> If you're in business, if a listener's in business and they are interested in these kinds of programs, do they start with the agency or do they come to First Capital Bank and talk to you folks to find out if there's something available and then you you arrange that uh, that with the agency? It, it really depends. I mean, okay. we're, we see it both ways. So we have good relationships with um, several of these agencies where... If they have somebody come in that, you know, because they they can't do it without a bank partner. So if you have good relationships with them, they may actually be the one who sources a deal and calls you up and says, hey, um, you know, we need to we need to work with you on this because I have a, you know, potential, you know, potential client, new client. In other words, the agency contacts you and says they've got a potential new client. Okay. And, you know, vice versa. We may have a client that we've banked, you know, from a a deposit standpoint for a while. They have a new business or they're 
getting something off the ground or they've moved their they've grown their business to the point where they need financing for something and then we'll look at it and say well we want to do this but we need it with a you know an additional guarantee okay okay well now um folks you're listening to a discussion with mary sansoni and thomas anderson of first capital bank about community banking and uh you know one of the things i guess that i'm curious about is because this is all commercial loans to businesses of every variety, uh, do you have the the staff and the ability to go out and actually check out the business, uh, go tour whatever their their facilities are, and how do you Absolutely. how do you make those judgments? Yeah, definitely. We always make it a point to be in direct contact with the um, customer. Um, so. We are always happy to visit their place of business. In fact, that's kind of a, a, a requirement, if you will. Uh, we always want to do that and see you know, where they're operating from, what their business actually entails, um, all of the above. And we get to know them pretty well. I, I think everybody knows the story of the uh, fellow who started the Bank of Italy, later, later the uh, Amer- Bank of America. That's where I started. Who, who, who <laughs> never had any paper when he would make a loan. He just knew mm-hmm. the character of the person he was making the loan to. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't do that anymore, can you? <laughs> we need the paper. The attorneys, <laughs> the attorneys all got involved, Stu. <laughs> it's always good to have jobs. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> but um, now... Are there different regulations that apply to community banks compared to, say, banks like Wells Fargo, big national banks? There are different regulations. Um, I mean, you can really get into the weeds on that um, when you start talking about, you know, capital requirements and things like that. But what I would say that's kind of most most important to focus on as far as the differences is are the policies that each bank has in place because the regulators come in and look at are you are your bank or are your loans and and facilities in place are they the same and congruent with your your policies your bank policies as far as credit underwriting and things like that and usually where banks get into trouble you know, like we saw last year was, you know, liquidity problems. Um, sure. And then the alternative is the other place that they get into trouble is, um, you know, with bad loans. Those, those, those are the two things that will sink a bank very quickly. Um, so, and when you have a robust credit policy in place and you adhere to that, you mitigate a lot of your risk for uh, bad loans. Now, that's not to say that you don't do things that, you know, might might be a policy exception on occasion. Um, typically, there's there's a substantial mitigant for why you would want to do that. I think what's that what's, that, that's, that that sounds like fancy language for sometimes you know a customer's character and their abilities, and mm-hmm. you, a community bank will make a loan that is from the outside looks more risky mm-hmm. but maybe has uh, more prospect for return than uh, some of the other e- big box banks either that or you you know that it's the right thing to do so okay. um 
Do you have some examples for our listeners? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot here. <laughs> I think if uh, it's someone that is well-known and perhaps has had other business experiences or that is well-known in the community from other people that the bank has had experience with that can count for a lot. I mean, it. we still have a lot of requisites that we have to go through, but certainly some situations maybe can be mitigated by the fact of, you know, the other experience of the the potential customer borrower. So here's an example that I just thought of. So, you know, traditionally you have a standing, uh, what we call a DCR, debt service coverage requirement. What does that mean? That means X amount of, of income that is over and above the amount of debt that would meet that, need to be serviced that the on, business has yeah mm-hmm. okay. so you know we like to see a, a surplus so that on an annual basis when we look back at historicals now you know you may have a business that or an operation that's newer or that's getting stabilized and so it does not yet have that but it, the run rate on it and trajectory is strong enough that it would support doing it going forward so you may build in a covenant to your loan documents that says we're not going to measure the debt service coverage requirement until you know a year from now i see um, okay to allow that stabilization and if it doesn't uh, stabilize do you call the loan in what do you do usually we work with our borrowers so if there is a problem we work it through with them. We're not going to s- knock on the door and say, okay, we're shutting you down. Yeah. No banker okay. wants to do that. Sure. So, And in particular with a community bank, we're always going to work with our borrower. Uh, sometimes it takes a little hand-holding, a little bit more you know, work than would otherwise be necessary. But in the end, it's good for the bank, it's good for the borrower. Are you able to provide recommendations that will help the business uh, succeed at that point? I, can. Yeah, yes. I would. I would say that that's a huge part of our job is, you know, working hand in hand with the client, with the client CPA, with, um, you know, their finance group, and all of that in order to their attorneys in order to figure out. You know, it's not just what's in front of us right now. It's what are the plans for the business in the next five, ten years. You know, what what are you looking at as far as, you know, a transition of ownership? What are you looking at as far as an exit plan? You know, those kinds of things that... Bringing in other investors. Yeah. That kind of thing. If, if that's a part of it. Yeah. Or do you want to mm-hmm. own it, from, you know, solo for... You want to leave it to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Those conversations come into play all the time. And sometimes we'll recommend other options. It's not necessarily us that makes a lot of sense just recently for example someone came in and said well i want to buy this coffee shop and okay what's the deal and so forth and i said well you know honestly a loan for something like that is going to be pretty expensive right now rates are high have you talked with the sellers about seller financing or have you considered this or considered that well it turns out that I think the he based on our conversation decided that it was better to go with another option and but the bottom line for us is that you know it works out best for them and you know even though we don't get a transact alone in that case um, we still maintain a relationship with that um, person that business owner and 
Well, assuming you get a depositor. Absolutely, uh, yes. Out of uh, being honest and forthright with them and giving them other uh, ideas and options. Mm -hmm. You know, do you have ATMs? What happens if they go traveling? Do they have to use somebody else's ATM outside of the Central Coast? No, Uh, absolutely How does that work? So our ATMs are actually part of... um, of the Star Network? It's the Star Network, which is, I believe, an international network. Yeah, they can use their ATM cards internationally, and there's no charge to them to to use them. Okay. And um, do you have a basic uh, set of standards that you can tell people about for making these loans, or is it all always individualized? It's very individualized. Okay. You know, in case somebody's interested. Yeah. <laughs> We're always willing to talk to people. We start out with a conversation and then go from there. Yep. Do you offer higher or lower interest rates on uh, savings and CDs than uh, some of the big box banks at First Capital Bank? So we will never be the highest provider of interest rates on deposit products. And I think... a. A big reason for that is, number one, we don't have the economies of scale that a lot of the large operations have, um, and it it does not fit our model. Um, and what, tell, tell me about the <coughs> model and how so it doesn't fit. Our clients, you know, like I s- stated earlier, are really business owners and businesses. Okay. So we have, you know, a huge suite of products. Um, to provide them from a deposit standpoint and a, what we call treasury management standpoint in order to run their business and run their cash flow needs um, in order to operate. And when we're going to come back to that, we're coming up on a hard break. You're listening to Mary Sansoni and TA of the First Capital Bank, and we're talking about banking, bank regulations, differences between community banks and big banks. And we're going to be back uh, in just a few minutes after the news. But I want to make sure that everybody knows that when we come back, we're going to talk about management suites for financing, whatever that is, that First Capital Bank offers its business clients. Stay tuned after the news at Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on FM 98.5. 